Welcome to the Everyday Charlotte podcast, where we believe education is not simply for school hours, but an everyday learning lifestyle. On this podcast, I read a variety of living educational materials, including books in the public domain you can use to supplement your learning. Our Island Story, A Child's History of England, by H.E. Marshall. Chapter 12. The Coming of Arthur. As soon as Uther Pendragon was dead, the mighty nobles of Britain began to quarrel among themselves as to who should be king next. Each noble thought he had the best right, so the quarreling was dreadful. While they were all gathered together, fighting and shouting at each other, Merlin came among them, leading a tall, fair-haired boy by the hand. When the nobles saw Merlin, they stopped fighting and were silent. They knew how clever he was and what wonderful things he could do, and they were rather afraid of him. Merlin stood quietly looking at them all from under his bushy eyebrows. He was a very old man. But he was tall and strong and splendid, with a long white beard and fierce, glittering eyes. It was no wonder that the Britons felt afraid of him. "'Lords of Britain,' said Merlin at last, "'why fight ye thus?' It were more meet that ye prepare to do honor to your king. Uther Pendragon is indeed dead, but Arthur, his son, reigns in his stead. Who is Arthur? Where is he? asked the nobles angrily. Uther Pendragon had no son. Hear me, said Merlin. Uther Pendragon had a son. It was told to me that he should be the greatest king who should ever reign in Britain. So when he was born, lest any harm should befall him, he was given into my care. Till the time should come for him to reign. He has dwelt in the land of Avalon, where the wise fairies have kept him from evil and whispered wisdom in his ear. Here is your king. Honor him. Then Merlin lifted Arthur up and placed him upon his shoulders so that all the people could see him. There was something so noble and splendid about Arthur, even although he was only a boy, that the great lords felt awed. Yet they would not believe that he was the son of Uther Pendragon. Who is this Uther? they said again. We do not believe what you say. Uther Pendragon had no son. Then Merlin's bright eyes seemed to flash fire. You dare to doubt the word of Merlin, he shouted. Oh, vain and foolish Britons, follow me. Taking Arthur with him, Merlin turned and strode out of the hall, and all the nobles followed him. As they passed through the streets, the people of the town and the women and children followed too. On they went, the crowd growing bigger and bigger, till they reached the great door of the cathedral. There Merlin stopped, and the knights and nobles gathered round him, those behind pushing and pressing forward, eager to see what was happening. There was indeed something wonderful to be seen. In front of the doorway was a large stone which had not been there before. Standing upright in the stone was a sword, the hilt of which glittered with gems. Beneath it was written, Whoso can draw me from this stone is the rightful king of Britain. One after another the nobles tried to remove the sword. They pulled and tugged till their muscles cracked. They strained and struggled till they were hot and breathless, for each one was anxious to be king. But it was all in vain. The sword remained firm and fast in the rock. Then last of all, Arthur tried. He took the sword by the hilt and drew it from the stone quite easily. 
A cry of wonder went through the crowd, and the nobles fell back in astonishment, leaving a clear space round the king. Then as he stood there, holding the magic sword in his hand, the British nobles one after another knelt to Arthur, acknowledging him to be their lord. Be thou the king, and we will work thy will, who love thee. Then the king, in low deep tones and simple words of great authority, bound them by so straight vows to his own self, that when they rose, knighted from kneeling, some were pale as at the passing of a ghost, some flushed, and others dazed, as one who wakes half-blinded at the coming of a light. Arthur was only fifteen when he was made king, but he was the bravest, wisest, and best king that had ever ruled in Britain. As soon as he was crowned, he determined to free his kingdom from the Saxons. He swore a solemn oath that he would drive the heathen out of the land. His knights he bound by the same solemn oath. Then, taking the sword which he had won, and which was called Excalibur, and his mighty spear called Ron, he rode forth at the head of his army. Twelve great battles did Arthur fight and win against the Saxons. Always in the foremost of the battle he was to be seen, in his armor of gold and blue, the figure of the virgin upon his shield, a golden dragon, and crown upon his helmet. He was so brave that no one could stand against him, yet so careless of danger that many times he would have been killed, had it not been for the magic might of his sword Excalibur, and of his spear, Ron. And at last the Saxons were driven from the land. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Everyday Charlotte podcast. We hope you will join us for another great read on our next episode. God bless you all.